0: Second Peter three eighteen. But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. This is how Peter ends his second letter. He had been talking about some who will leave the faith and encouraged his readers to not get carried away in the air of lawless people and lose their own stability, but To grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So it's pretty easy to understand what it means to grow in knowledge. That would just mean that I know more stuff. But what does it mean to grow in grace? Peter began his letter in a similar way. In the second verse, we read, May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to Peter, there's more grace to experience. So I've been thinking about that. What does Peter mean when he says, grow in grace? I've thought of two possibilities for what Peter might have been communicating, and both of them are biblical. Maybe both of them were intended by Peter. The first is that grace is the environment for growth, just like the library is a good environment for study. Grace, is a fertile environment for growth. If you know that God is a God of grace, you won't be afraid to try and to fail. You won't be afraid to be honest. And you won't be crippled by the guilt of the things you've done wrong. All of that just keeps you from growth. One way to understand this call to grow in grace is to understand that grace is the best place to grow. There are times when my growth in God is slow. And one of the reasons that my growth is slow is because of sin. Sin separates me from God. But the other reason why my growth is slow is that I have a poor concept of the grace of God. When I understand the character of God and how truly gracious he is towards me, I'm going to grow. Because then I'll feel the security of God's grace. And that's the perfect environment to grow in. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says that the righteous. May fall seven times and they get back up. If you see God as angry or upset with you, you probably won't come to Him to grow when you fail. But if God is gracious, if His arms are open, if He's ready to forgive you and to restore you and to pour out blessings that you don't deserve, and if you really believe that, you're going to come to Him and you're going to grow. One of our great spiritual needs is to rightly understand the character of God. When we see him as a God of love and grace, then our spiritual life will flourish. We will grow in grace. And now, a second thing that Paul might have meant when he said, grow in grace, is that there is more grace to experience. Paul's talking about sanctification, the process of being made more like Christ. I'm so encouraged by the thought that Jesus has more for me. And I will grow as I experience more of the grace of God. You see, the grace of God is not just to forgive your sins. It does that. First John 1, 9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to purify us from all unrighteousness. God has grace to forgive you and to cleanse you. And it doesn't stop there. We can grow in grace. We can experience grace Beyond the forgiveness of sins. Growing in grace is not about doing more, it's about receiving more of what God has for us. And here are a few examples of some of the grace God wants to give us. He gives grace to change the way we think. Romans 12 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is so important because what we think, it shapes who we become. And I struggle with my thinking. I have wrong thoughts, thoughts that are unhelpful and unholy. And God offers the grace to renew my mind. He will transform us by graciously purifying our thoughts. Do you need God's grace to change your thinking? God gives us grace to develop character 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all, with unveiled faces beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Colossians three nine and 10 says, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So God's grace saves us, but it also continually transforms us and renews us to become more like him i need god's grace to develop my character i need to grow in grace god gives us grace to do good things i love the way ephesians 2 talks about grace verse 8 through 10 says for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of god not the result of works so that no one may boast now that's super clear We do not earn salvation. It's a gift from God. But then there's more grace. It says in verse 10, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The grace of God doesn't just save us. It also empowers us to do good stuff for God's glory. In John 15, it talks about the vine and the branches. And it says, If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. That's the grace of God. Growing in grace means receiving the grace to bear fruit, to live a life that makes a positive difference. God gives us the grace of growing in our understanding of truth. He's promised us the Holy Spirit, and he says that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. That's part of growing in grace. God gives us the grace to keep his commandments. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I can't do that. But if I have a love relationship with Jesus, I receive the grace where my heart is transformed and I want to please God. That's a gift. That's grace. That is not natural. Growing in grace includes receiving the grace to keep God's commandments. God gives us grace to endure. It's not easy to keep going when life is hard. In the book of Jude, we are called to keep ourselves in the love of God. That's in verse 21. But then in verse 24, it says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. It says to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. That's a gift of grace. God's grace is keeps us going. Endurance is a gift of God's grace. So let's grow in grace. Let's place ourselves in the grace of God and find that perfect environment for growth. And let's receive additional grace that Jesus wants to give us today. He gives us grace for every trial. How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening in addition to scripture reflections, I also am telling stories. And I have one of those that's almost ready to be shared. So a week from now, when the next Speak Lord episode is up, it's going to be a story. I hope you enjoy it.